for being here <laughs> thank this you is incredible um to those of you who just heard um, but don't really understand the full context of who you heard it from um those words just spoken they came from a 17 year old from if i'm not mistaken brazil uh she's here in amsterdam with us recording her music in the studio it's such a fucking pleasure um and it's so fucking heartwarming that you're here i'm gonna let you introduce yourself in a second but let me just steal the stage for a little moment to reclaim that um <laughs> It's just incredible, like hearing someone so young, let me rephrase that again, a 17-year-old chick has just come into the studio and blasted us with this, uh, yeah, just this kind of throw to this like very modern experience of relationships, which come everyone, I think most listeners are going to identify with this, and we're going to talk about it in a minute, but 
you're coming here with a wealth of experience <laughs> that like I'm like where where was the time like who are you what's your name come tell us okay hi thank you for having me right like, <laughs> really this is the first time I'm recording so this is really cool for me oh what a fucking pleasure yeah yeah I, I guess I guess I was a really angsty kid and I just wanted to write down some music you know Maybe all these feelings puberty and everything I just had to write it down yeah but what were you I just I just wonder what you were feeling because like especially the song like Dungeon Hearts like I think um there is this kind of like essence of it which is showing a certain level of a uh, like nonchalance to the like yeah there's a nonchalance or kind of an appreciation as to the it's not good or it's bad like female experience in modern dating mm. that kind of like the in between stages um of course it's a very sad song but there is also kind of parts of that which are very like it just is what it is. There's a very matter-of-fact tone, which at 17, like, I for sure did not have that matter-of-fact tone yeah. um, with regards to my day. And, like, that one line, like, um, I don't hate you, I'm just not friends with you. You know, like, <laughs> that <laughs> took me till I was, like, 22. Yeah. And I still didn't even say it. Yeah. You know? So what, like, was there something? Was there someone? So initially, you know, the more time passes by, I realize that the more people the song is meant for. Yeah. Um, initially, actually, wrote this for more... Um, the way I was feeling, yeah. for my feelings, so depression yeah. and how I was feeling and the relief that sometimes I felt and how I could always come back to it. So toxic people that made me forget yeah. the way I was feeling yeah. and how they would were almost like a drug to me, <laughs> you know, really? to feel relief, to feel better. And that escapism. Exactly. I think. And I feel like this song... <laughs> The song was just a way for me to express it. And, you know, I always want, I need, I never heard a song that actually spoke how I was feeling and made yeah. my feelings valid. Because, again, I was so young that a lot of times people just think that our emotions are not valid because yeah. of that. It's either heartbreak or it's romance. I mean, there's no Yeah, real and it's just a face. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I wanted, it seems transient, but when you're in the moment, it's such a, it's, it's all-encompassing. Exactly. I, I wanted a song that I needed to hear at the time. Yeah. And I wanted to be that for somebody else as well. And I think that's so interesting actually what you just talked about about like you've having you having you explain it in terms of like um for me I read it or listened to it as like oh there was this one romantic partner or this like kind of romantic thing it wasn't even a partner it was this thing and I was putting it so entirely in my own context that I forgot that like actually this can apply to completely anything which is something that is just a means of escapism of the time. Mm -hmm. It's actually not a song about romance. And you just highlighted that it was about friends that were kind of like moving out of these like toxic behaviors that were impacting mental health. Um, and that's, again, like I'm blown away because at 17, I think that a lot of people can relate to this. And I was in the same situation. You are at that age where you're starting to move away from, if you're in that situation, quite toxic or kind of dark environments in a way. Oh, yeah. Um, but I definitely, I mean, I, I think it's really interesting and I'm going to keep bringing it up, not in a patronizing sense, but I think it's really interesting that you've come to these conclusions so early on because it took me... I mean, really leaving the situations and moving countries and coming to other situations to kind of look back and see the decisions I was making at the time. Yeah. Um, but what for you? Because did you move or did you just... Re was, there a, was there a moment that made you think, this isn't, this isn't reality, I need to get out of this? I think throughout my life I had to grow up faster than yeah. most people my age. So this... Um, Why was that, can I ask? Uh, I, I, I grew up moving a lot. I lost yeah. a lot of people all the time from a young age, you know, if they moved away from me or I moved away from them. Yeah. And I thought that it, I needed to get used to the feeling yeah. and I needed to make things about these other people. And when I wrote the songs, I was 
claiming I was reclaiming myself and my feelings and who I was and who I wanted to be. Yeah. So when I made the song about me, I tried to make it very clear that this is not really about them. This is about me being yeah. able to get away from them. And it was about friendships. It was about people. And a lot of the times I only realized that the song was about that after I either they left me and I thought that that was horrible. Yeah. But only then I realized that it was something that I needed. Yeah. Or I really, with that, I learned that I needed to leave them. And I think that's really something that, like, I mean, a lot of people at Uber Radio know that I can relate to <laughs> that I bring up a lot of the times. Um, but I think it, it's it's so strange for, you, for me to hear you like kind of come to these conclusions just by mere experience because I think, I mean, this, maybe it's just my own arrogance, but I think it always takes like something kind of shocking in a way to kind of be like, holy fuck, like, like this is not about, <laughs> it's not about them. Like, I, I, you, you think you're feeling all these things and they're so individualistic and you're like, oh my God, my emotions are so powerful. But you realize you're actually passing on massive parts of your identity onto these other people, the ideas of these other people, what they can bring to you. And it's so externalized, Yeah, I think, a lot of the time. I always want to be um, honest, you know? Yeah. We have enough songs that... You know, are either I miss you. Yeah, you're amazing. Say the same thing, Come but back I want to me. Yeah, it's to like, be completely honest, you know. Yeah. And to be completely honest, I wrote it while <laughs> this is gonna be sound very underwhelming, but I wrote Dungeon of Hearts while watching Love Island. <laughs> no, 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 completely. <laughs> no, but that's 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 not underwhelming. That's just like you're sitting around the TV. It's like you know, fuck. What are yeah. these people doing? You know, when you're feeling <laughs> bad, when you're feeling stuck, you can watch twenty episodes of. Love Island and not even realize it. You're like, shit, this is low bottom. <laughs> like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. So I, I remember I heard da -da 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 -da. <laughs> like the you know Love Island, and I was like, I need to write something because all these toxic <laughs> men were and toxic women were like doing. I don't know what they were being doing. toxic as fuck. You were just watching people poison each other. Just this day, I don't know what Love Island is really truly about. Because let's be honest, <laughs> there's no love there. Just fuckery, you know? Yeah. But still. <laughs> but what is like, it? What is it? I think it speaks to something. It's not... Yeah. yeah. I think I needed some authenticity. And getting out of that zone. Because a lot of the times you can feel really depressed and feel like you can't do anything. You're trapped. Yeah. But I, and exactly. I think that really... I, yeah, I think that's such a nice kind of the kind of liberating tone of this song in a way is that it's not the usual drudgery which is like oh I'm trapped my fucking heart's broken and I'm really sad or it's not like I'm never gonna recover or maybe I'll recover but I'll you know heal these wounds blah blah, blah. and it's even whenever it's optimistic in like love songs or whatever like it's never actually just like it doesn't even matter it's this is not actually about you this is not there's no like love song that says it's not about you it's for somebody it's who just, needs you know, to hear it it's just about me and it can it, be about yeah. anything um I think that that's really, yeah, I really like that song for that. Um, and, yeah, so how have you usually, I want to know, like, what's the usual audience? How do you usually perform these tunes? Like, where are we speaking? Like, I'm hearing you okay. here in the studio, and I'm like, have you been bigger crowds before? Or, like, who, so who's the audience? I've played in the Christmas talent show. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> the school? Here yes. we go. And people even stood up to clap. Well, of course. We One <laughs> of the highest points. Um, my mom's friends. Um, no. Amazing. No, I like to I, I like to play in the streets a lot. I yeah. go to the streets to play. And is that in Brazil or have you moved or where in Amsterdam? Here in Amsterdam. No, in Amsterdam. It started this summer actually. At seventeen, you moved to a different country. No, I moved to the um, to Amsterdam five years ago. Okay. And then I started playing in the streets this yeah. year in this summer okay. because. What brought you there? What went from the moms? <laughs> what went from like so, mom's friends to like outside in public? I mean, that's a step. So I was, 
I was seeing in the news everything that was going on with Brazil, and I'm like, gosh, our president is useless, completely useless. And I was thinking, how can I do something that will help yeah. out from here? So I wanted, I decided to go and raise money in the streets to donate to Brazil. Shit. Yeah. So I played for a long time, and I donated a ton of money from there. But then, <laughs> wait, no, I realized... come back, come back. So like, so like. <laughs> Like, so you're pretty young, you know what I mean? You're finally getting some, like, cash in your hand for something that you love doing, and you're putting it back to Brazil. Um, and what particular, like, what was the, what was the cause? What was the big... For I mean, Action just Aid? Ag- against, the, against the president, or for something in particular? It's for Action Aid. Yeah. They help, they've been in Brazil helping people, helping poor people in Brazil for many, many years. Yeah. And I thought... Yeah, fuck it, they're my people. Yeah. Okay, and then that's so fucking all... sick. That's so like, <laughs> that's pretty fucking cool. I don't know. I haven't had anyone in the studio say that before. So I'm just like, yeah, fair fucks. Like, do you hear that, everyone? She's donating <laughs> this to charity. Okay. No, and then money got <laughs> tight. And sometimes, you know, I would obviously I would say I'm not doing this for the charity this time. And sometimes yeah. I'll play myself. Sometimes I'll do it for charity. You know. No, but still. Yeah. <laughs> but there are some awkward instances to play in the street. You know, it's always nice when people go and listen. A lady tried to convert me. Once. Okay. Yeah. You were like a you were a sitting target. Like you I couldn't was, go yeah, anywhere. And she was like, So have you met Jesus? And, <laughs> and it's like you can tell that I haven't by the way that I'm standing here. <laughs> yeah. And another guy t- Has tried he met to me? Steal- <laughs> another guy tried to st- steal from Adam me. Adam on Tinder, let's go. <laughs> another guy tried to steal from me, like went into my guitar and tried to get my money. Yeah, it's weird. But it's always fun, it's always nice. Sometimes I see people from school. <laughs> they're like, Oh for you. Have you seen that meme that is like Spider-Man looking at <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's like, hang on. like that, yeah. <laughs> Have I seen that meme? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Instant imagery. <laughs> like a pre-made, printed out one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it's like playing in the streets. A constant meme. But of- it's exciting though. Do you feel like since playing out in the streets, you've kind of had even more liberation in a sense? Or what have you found from this? It's always really, it, it definitely taught me. Yeah. How to deal with people not wanting to listen to you, for example, ignoring your people wanting to listen and yeah. wanting... Which I can imagine is the know. worst fears. It's like, oh, what if no one wants to listen to me? Yeah. And it's like, you have to face it because they're going to walk straight the fuck past yeah. and like look angrily back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I usually play covers and then I go and sneak in a song of mine and I'm like, they're playing. And if somebody <laughs> smiles at me while I'm doing it, I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> yes. She's she only gone and done it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember one person came up and they were like, what song is this? I'm like, smile. <laughs> Where can I find it? Nowhere. <laughs> I wrote it. <laughs> yeah. So those. Um, and like, yeah, so you're, just to come back to the process, like, so a lot of the songs that you come from, you just, let me get this straight, it's not necessarily from experience, but it's more you get the emotion first before the experience, and then you try to place the emotion that you're having in a context, even if it's hypothetical. Mm. Depends on the song. Yeah. Most of my song takes about 15 minutes to write. Yeah. It just comes. It just, it just comes. Comes like that. Some of them, I remember my first song ever was inspired uh, from a movie called Hair. Okay. That was made in the 70s. And I was really touched by one scene where this hippie takes a place from a soldier in the army for one day so he can enjoy his day out. Okay. Before going to war. And I decided to write a song in that okay. perspective of <laughs> the movie. Then, just just came to you just came yeah. to you yeah 
And then other songs come from emotions. Other yeah. songs are stories. Other songs are like a big fuck you to somebody who needs to hear yeah, it. Yeah, who needs to <laughs> Just a big screw you in the face. I always love that. Uh, did you ever hear Lily Allen, the song? Fuck oh, you. yeah. I oh, fucking yeah. love that she or just fuck. wrote it. Like, exactly. she just wrote the song. Like, just needs to hear it. Sometimes it's um, just like that. And, you know, each song has their own story. But all of them, it's kind of a narrative that I want to make. Because I know... You know, every time I was um, in a counselor or whatever, and I was like, you know, this angry 15-year-old. and boom, boom, <laughs> yeah. boom, I'm feeling all this shit. In it. <laughs> and then my counselor would be like, other people feel exactly like you. Like, but where are they? I'm here on my own. So where the... <laughs> exactly. So I just wanted... And yet here I am, totally fucking alone. Mm-hmm. I wanted <laughs> You're not comforting sure. me right now. <laughs> I wanted to make sure people know, okay, there's... Somebody who validates yeah. those thoughts that I'm having, they're they're still there. And, you know, I wanted to spread my word and show it, but also make sure that other people feel like they're being heard and yeah, being and I really, said. Yeah, I completely, like, what you're just saying about this, um, the next song that we're going to hear on this, like, Desperate um, newsflash, like, it's not recorded live. I just heard it in the studio, and <laughs> I'm blown away by it, so I'm going to listen to it again, but also talk to you as if I haven't heard it. Blah, blah. But I have heard it. Um, and I just completely fucking loved it because it's so, the song itself, it, the term desperate, it's like, maybe, you know, maybe I'm being very gendered in this and I want to speak to the listeners and I don't mean to be gendered when I don't intend to be, but like in my experience as a female, this like kind of, I don't know, role in the choreography of dating, dancing that we get assigned as being the more clingy or the more desperate or the attention seeking one. And I think that can resonate with both genders, by the way, but I've just noticed amongst me and my female peers that's so desperate that yeah it's don't just that we're desperate. always accused we're always accused like don't show your emotions play hard to get you know and it's like as a result you, you kind of get denied this kind of agency and then um after a while you look back and you're like fuck they were so fucking right i wish i hadn't put myself i wish i had just played it cooler i wish i'd done this and what i fucking love about your song is that it's talking about this like this term desperate in a very reclaiming sense it's very much like it's how women talk about it with themselves. And it's very like, oh, fuck, I seem so desperate. And it, there's no, like, badness to it. It's just like, oh, how you slipped into this role. Um, and, yeah, I find it such a reclaiming song because it places the, I think, genuinely, I think it's really clever because it places the blame. If one person is desperate, usually the person who has been desperate feels that, you know, I'm being wrong and I shouldn't be like this. I should change my perspective. Um but in your song, it's actually placing the blame on the other one. You shouldn't have put me in a position where I felt so fucking desperate for such basic fucking things. Yeah, I think the like, song... Like, hang on a minute. Sorry. I'm not desperate. I just... Yeah. <laughs> I don't think... Yeah, I think the song is trying to say, let's just be free. Yeah. Enough of blaming, of trying to be fake. I don't know. When you want to text somebody, text somebody. If you want to screw somebody, screw someone. Yeah. If you want to give somebody. You know, I... A lot of my friends, you know, when you're 14 or something like that, I don't know. And they were like, oh, my God, I really want a boyfriend. Or, oh, my God, I really want to be with... I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very, like, centered around who you're with and what you're going to be with. And you always had to be in a relationship. Oh, yeah, for sure. You couldn't just have fun. For sure. I literally wasn't single from 12 to 22. And I never thought that. You know, I always had fun. (laughs) And I didn't really (laughs) care. And everybody was like, I'm looking for a boyfriend. And I wasn't actively looking for a boyfriend. (laughs) I just wanted to have fun yeah exactly so i felt like i needed this song you know in the world of desperate what do yes. you do you get lonely or you fuck you know? <laughs> oh fucking right okay on that let's fucking hear it 
as I got fucked over while they call it romantic Those boys know how to smooth talk, know how to bite bark, know how to play hard They like to tease my feelings, I won't lie, I am quite easy I eat like a good catch, a good egg, but they come and go and I'm getting a little bit lonely simple i don't like to mingle sure i am confident but tell me i'm pretty just to pretend that we got something special going on for a couple of hours i'll give you my all so what if they call me a whore i'll have to ignore cause i'm getting a little bit lonely in the world of desperate only I mean, you know I fucking love that song. Like, that is just so fucking sick. Um, Thank you. I think it's so fucking good. Like, I so I think it's so good. Like, um, yeah, and, but one thing that, like, I would really say, like, especially between these two songs, is that, oh, here we go, I'm going to bring up the age thing again, is that you really are pinpointing a lot of things that I think women do learn, and, like, I'm starting to learn in my 20s going forward, or, like, perspectives, or a kind of ease with yourself or a comfort with certain phrases like being sensitive or being desperate or being like these things you you start to not give a fuck or you start to joke among them they're with your friends um but kind of identifying with these experiences when you haven't had that direct experience I wonder how you're able to articulate it so much and yeah I know maybe this is just my perspective because this is the information that I know but you have a very strict like very close bond not strict very close bond to your older sister mm-hmm. and do you think in many ways you've been able to borrow I know from my sisters I have but you oh, yeah. borrow those because we always talk about like you know sisters like we live the same lives we don't mean to but we do mm. to in a lot of extents and you incorporate a lot of these narratives and I wonder how you've done that in your music mm. oh my god my sisters, we are all really, really close. Every <laughs> yeah. time we see each other, it's like a circus. My parents are ashamed <laughs> to take us out for dinner because our, we are all yelling at each other. <laughs> I think it's also the Brazilian part of us. But <laughs> poor Brazilian girls in one room is like a recipe for a big party. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely learn a lot with my sisters. We talk about pretty much everything. Sometimes yeah. I wish we didn't, but <laughs> we do talk about everything. And... I think I wrote this song um, when my sister, my little sister, actually, was trying yeah. to grow up. And she was talking to this guy. And she's like, oh, my God, what does I say? And thinking so much about who she should be, how yeah. she should portray herself, what snap she should, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. send him. <laughs> the analysis. And I'm like, <laughs> be yourself. You're so fucking awesome. You're, you know, in this household that we're all women and we empower each other so much. I yeah. was surprised. And I realized that most of the music 
except for Lisa, of course, and Rihanna. <laughs> and most of the music that we hear is like either about women when they're being, you know, taking their own themselves, they're taking advantage of somebody. Yeah. Or um they're being all innocent and being played and fucked over. Yeah. And this song is not making it about the guy fucking them over mm-hmm. or whoever it is. It's about them being themselves and doing what the fuck they want. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's what I want also for me from little girls. And I know that I was just like her when I was like 14 <laughs> or 15, you know, I kept overthinking it. Yeah. But And you spent so much energy, I think. Like, that's one thing I really like. I mean, everyone fucking tells it to you. And it's so infuriating because everyone always says, like, Especially oh, on your period. Are matter. you in your period uh, right now? <laughs> so, are you kidding me right now? Uh, and you're just like, uh, you you just analyze everything. So this minutia. And then you think, like, oh, I have to, I am being analyzed in these fucking great extents. And you just, like, I wish I could just, like, give the nonchalance. Because it's the perfect age for it. I'm sorry, who gives a fuck what you do at 14? Exactly. I mean, who gives a fuck? And I wish... There were more people like you coming out and being like, just do it, just enjoy it, like acknowledge what you're feeling and then embrace it. Don't like either completely reject that you feel it or repress that you're feeling it and do it anyways. Like, I mean, engage with yourself. Um, There's an essay that I read from a collection of essays called Pretty Bitches. It's a book. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And it's, a, it's about words yeah. and the meaning behind them. And one of them that I read is called Too, as in the word like too much or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, too. And yeah. it's about how it's mostly used for women. Yeah. And it's mostly used in a in a yeah. bad manner. Really, do you see? Oh, too you're loud. Too, yeah, you're too, too nice. Too assertive. You're too kind. You're too obno- You're too bossy. Too pretty. Yeah. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Exactly. Like, we have control of great genes and uh, <laughs> an amazing <laughs> style, this? you know? And why is it too much you know if a yeah. guy is going and being a boss is so good at his job he's the man of the year if a woman is doing it just too bossy yeah if a guy is speaking his mind in class he's such a good student he's gonna go far he's gonna be the future president but yeah. if we do it we're too obnoxious we're too loud exactly and know? it's this it's this infuriating thing that i think you only really realize about the world between like 12 and 15 and there was i found it so curious i don't know if you find this curious as well mm. because it makes me laugh almost where there's this saying everyone talks about. It's like, oh, you know, boy children and girl children, you know, they um, they grow up the same and they hit puberty and girls lose so much of their confidence. And this is like a big thing. And it's like, no, I'm sorry, but it's just at fucking 12, women become aware that in the world, shit's fucked. We don't and it lose it. We breaks your it heart. It, it, it breaks your heart on a yeah. social level over these years. And you kind of get so doubtful and you all of a sudden become aware that shit's different. And everyone's like, oh, it's this mystery, you know, like... Boys girls will be boys. Ugh. And it's like you're in class with these people who are, like, throwing shit left, right, and center. And they don't even... Teachers wouldn't even chastise boys. It's like, it's seen as so different. But at the same time, I think there's a growing awareness for guys yeah. as well. And we have a lot more allies, you know, for women yeah. and within guys. And there's this growing also awareness of the hypersexualization of men, for example, that they always have to be super horny or whatever, you know, yeah. or that they always have to be manly and they always, they can't cry. And it goes both ways, you know? Yeah. And, and I, th- I think, it, yeah. We we have to keep working towards, not you know, it, it starts also from kids, you know, the toys. Guys get the toy guns, <laughs> they get those... Even if they have dolls, Superman. it's those guys, you know? Superman. We get Super baby. These toys. And it <laughs> Big, has to strong, start, shark baby. Yeah, it has to start <laughs> from little. It has to start from from the influences we have since yeah. young, you know? Those guys would listen to 50 Cent's P.I.M.P. It's a great, it's a, it's a fucking great song, but, you know, he's talking about women. Like, it's an object that he's going to sell out. 
And the woman we hear Taylor Swift crying about a guy. Yeah, like, whatever. oh no, my identity's lost. Like, I was 15. I wouldn't have given it to him if I'd known. My mm-hmm. whole identity would be lost. It's like it fucking shouldn't have been lost in the first place. Yeah. Like, our, and I think it's such a thing that, like, people are starting to reject now where it's like a woman, a man is a man based on how he behaves, but a woman is a woman based on her an- interactions with men. Yeah. And that only. An accessory. A, an accessory, like this associate to the gendered experience. But also and how men act, right? Because yeah. they can act the way they like, but if they don't act according to, you know, if they act and they want to be. Completely. A, They're so strict house, within this, like a house, man, man. You know, like take care of the kids or a man who supports his wife or something like that. You know, there's always that. The tension that, that mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, completely. And I think that that's. It's cut from the same cloth in a way. And I think that's what people are starting to realize. Like, Especially in those teenage years, because I think a lot of... I don't know about you, you probably noticed it, you seem very fucking <laughs> way more clued in than I was at 17. But one thing in hindsight that I really look back on and I wish maybe I'd had more understanding or maybe more patience for or... Yeah, just probably better handling, I suppose, is the fact that at that age, men have, for their entire existence, when you start to become 12, 13, 14, you start to increase consciousness, sentience, empathy, this understanding of the world, and men from the get-go, have been denied the embracement of their full emotional experience. Mm-hmm. They can't rely on their own emotions, their own Even their intellectual experience of how they gauge the world. They can't rely on it anymore. Because they've never been allowed... It's not anymore. It's just they've never been given that space to say, like, how do you... It's a simple fucking fact. How do you feel? You know, women do that all the time. Like, we go into a room, we're going to tell you... We, we tell you how you feel instantly. We're going to put the door down. We're going to be like, oh, wait, do you hear this? And men have always been denied that means of communication. Um, like being able to talk in a podcast about this kind of stuff. Yeah, of course. Not a lot of times I hear, you know, I hear them talking about, I don't know, um, football or something. Yeah. I hear <laughs> podcasts. Oh, there's, of course, a lot of interesting podcasts, but rarely do I hear, you know, like, guy talk. Yeah. But it's like respecting. That is it's not like, just yeah, guys, a, I feel pretty yeah. sad today. This chick didn't text me back and I'm wondering if she likes me anymore. But it's also <laughs> that it's just not only about girls or yeah. objectifying girls, like chats where guys literally just talk about how yeah. they're feeling and bummers from their lives. Exactly. Or and like that. I. But I think I think it's it's cut it, like I said I said this before but cut from the same cloth like men are denied kind of um, the engagement with their own emotions and then women suffer as a result of men not being able to engage with their own emotions and we have these em- massive sentient emotional lives all these dramas all these things and then men are so we feel detached and then we in turn they're detached from us and then we feel rejected by them but mm-hmm. it's because they could never engage like they, they don't have the tools yeah and particularly like I mean when I was at school I mean. Shout out to everyone I ever dated. Um, <laughs> y'all didn't have the emotional span of a teaspoon, but we made do when we did it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a fucking shame, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, it's also, you know, women are always um, connected to beauty, for example. So in the beauty industry, a ma- male model will gain like 10 times less. The most, the well, best paid model, male mm-hmm. model, will guess, get almost 10 tem- times less than the best paid female model because we're so associated to beauty yeah. and the beauty industry and on the other side yeah. a woman in you know economics or politics will also every one euro a man gets a woman gets about 25 cents and that's insane that's crazy you know and it goes both ways we need to incorporate each other into both worlds in order to actually strive because you know people keep saying trying to use the excuse of human nature and I'm like, yeah, but we are not going out in the street to get, I don't know, turkey to eat for dinner or whatever. I'm you sorry, know? but we're not yeah, animals. Hunting. Like, are you are you throwing the monkey argument back at me? You're not an like, animal. Like, okay, then take, throw your phone away, go to the woods and live like an actual animal. But if we're going to live in a society that we are now, we need 
both genders working completely together to make this a better and fairer world. And yeah. I think this song can also be for guys or <laughs> girls or whoever yeah, it is it's that exactly. it's called either, uh, you know, we have a word in Portuguese called mulherengo, that is a guy that has too many girls, that goes <laughs> after too many girls. And when I said the word whore, you know, is when we go after too many guys yeah. or whatever. And it's so negative. And it's so both, harsh. You know, I, there's still this bad condition for guys if they go for too many girls sometimes. And <laughs> both, you know, this song is for both. Own it, go with it, just have fun. And if you want more, you want more, but just go with it. It's all, yeah. you know, I say a lot. I don't feel lot. bad. Like, I just... The true, yeah. the true sexiness is consent. As long hey, as there is... We the, love consent here to the radio. As long as that's there, the we're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's yeah. true. And it's so, it's so, like, heartwarming to, like, hear you say this at 17, like... <laughs> I just really like I maybe I was just a fucking moron maybe I speak only for myself but like I like to think I was pretty clued in and I was so far it took me so much longer so many more experiences so many more kind of like what the fucks we to realize that I don't to know realize if I'm I exist. to say that I'm woke because that yeah. makes me not woke yeah. but I think we woke you know? yeah we paying attention and we not standing for that um, and yeah so I just fucking love this it's so heartwarming um and uh, yeah and then we have this we're coming up to the next song listeners if we're staying tuned um and i picked this next song actually in the studio i had the option of choice um which i don't often have with artists um but the reason i think we both agree we select this is just really class music it's just in terms of like your vocals in terms of your range like up until now like you're like um yeah you've been so exciting and so new but this next song i think is just really yeah it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking that you've written it um, and I'm really impressed by it. So just wait till we hear the rest of the songs. You'll <laughs> um, be dead on the floor. Yes, no. actually, before we play this song, before we play this song, while we're on the studio, do you have anything up and coming being released? How can we find you? Can we can we have some information on air, please? Because I want to know I where you're gonna be and how. I sometimes post on my Instagram some okay, of my guys. songs. It's Noah Kramer twelve. Noah Kramer twelve. We're gonna tag her on the Uber Radio upload. Yes. And I don't have any uploads yet. I, as I mentioned, this is my first time ever recording in the studio. Oh, what a privilege. What yeah. a fucking honor. So hopefully soon I'll have anything. But I also say on my Instagram if I'm going to be playing in Amsterdam yeah. anytime soon. Or anything like that. So there you could see. And update. everyone listening, if you want to hear more, let us know. And we're going to forward it on to the artist, as you know, or contact them directly. Um... As always, it's just been so fucking exciting having a new person in the studio. Um, Thank you for such a pleasure. Me. Like I feel like I'm, you know, it's just it's just completely class. Um, and I know not everything that we've said the whole time is going to resonate with everyone, but I hope that people really understand this music in the context that it is and just are blown away by it as I am. Um, and yeah, have your heart broken by this next one, and <laughs> um, you're not going to expect it because uh, we've had a pretty big hype. But this is just fucking powerful. Um, and if you want to describe the song for us and then say your goodbyes. Grey. Grey was actually uh, a song that I wrote two weeks before I met my ex-boyfriend. Oof. No, but before? it was good. I needed it because, you know, <laughs> when you hear the song, you'll say, yeah, she needed it. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a song and to this day, you know, it's one of my favorites that I wrote. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and can I... Okay, sorry, just like ask. We can just fix it this later. But I was like, what was the... How did it end? Can I ask? Me with my boyfriend? Yeah. Mm. Um, we couldn't support each other the way we needed to support each other. We're both. He's a great person. Still respects him a lot. Okay. But with the stuff that was happening in my life, um, just 
couldn't have that in his life at the moment and okay. I couldn't give him the attention that he wanted at the time as well yeah it's very painful to kind of relinquish control onto an external thing like yeah. that yeah but that song he definitely helped me that yeah. song when you hear it you know that I was needed a lot of help I was needing that yeah. affection and I was needing something to love yeah and to give myself to and to trust yeah and yeah we were there for each other for a while <laughs> Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. It's yeah. a, that's a very like honest. Friends. That's a very honest analysis. I'm, yeah, I'm just really <laughs> impressed by you. Um, I'm sorry for listeners, like if it seems like I'm just gushing, but I really am just really fucking impressed. Um, and it's been an absolute privilege. Um, enjoy listening. Um, and thanks so much for tuning into Uber Radio. Let's hear you again soon. To get hurt Can't get enough It's a delicious pain I like when we play it rough And we act tough Like it's a part of a plan Sometimes you feel the way that I do Pretend that it's true People say that I'm nuts Cause I don't like to make a fuss About falling in love Keeping it let it out isn't it's all great Happiness is gay I tell you that's the real meaning And I always say that everything's okay Even if no way That anything is fine these days Always wanting something more Oh, they do is just ignore Cause everything is just a I want somebody But there's nobody There is just gray Gray I like To fool myself Get out of my shell Desperate 
Gue 